time for the 360 round. We'll focus on energy with our panel. Joining us now is Rowan Reddy, research analyst at Global X ETFs, and Ed Moya, chief market strategist at Rwanda. Ed and Rowan, so good to have you both here. Ed, let's start with you. Just in terms of your outlook for crude oil, crude's currently at, what, $93 a barrel right now. How much higher could it go? What's the likelihood that it can get back to June's 120, March's 130? I think the risks are still for crude to uh, continue to rise. It's going to be a difficult climb higher as obviously uh, global recessionary fears are really weighing on the demand outlook. But the oil market remains very tight and it seems that we're at risk at severe disruptions um, going into the winter. And you'll probably see that as demand moderates, um, uh, this oil market just uh, th there's just not enough spare capacity. And I think that as OPEC plus is starting to ponder the idea of cutting production, you're going to see that we're going to have severe shortfalls and in, in, um, random times throughout the next several months. And I think that's going to keep energy prices somewhat supported here. And um, you'll probably see that $100 oil is, is not going to be that hard for it to achieve. So $100 oil. Rowan, what's your outlook? We also have Saudi Arabia's energy minister saying that they could cut production. So what could that do? to oil prices as well. Yeah, I largely agree with what Ed is saying. I think there could be volatility certainly in the short term with oil prices definitely above that $90 level, but they could shoot to the upside given that supply remains relatively constrained. And OPEC, again, sort of coming to the rescue here for the oil markets uh, with limiting supply growth and keeping quotas in place. So we do think that that's gonna keep prices elevated along with the inflationary narrative that we have seen. However, this idea of seeing a big downside move we don't see as necessarily being an issue for this market because there just isn't enough supply right now. So even though the dollar is strong, uh, demand has been very supportive. And at the same time, supply has not necessarily risen to this level. But we do expect that oil market volatility will continue for the near to medium term. So, Ed, we know we don't have enough supply, but are we seeing any drop off in demand at this point? I think we are, and today's EIA crude oil inventory report shows that um, we, we did have a, a nice uh, bump up in, in gasoline demand over the past couple of weeks, but that went away last week. And, and I think what you're going to see is we're, 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 we're at, you know, the summer driving season's ending, and, and I think what you're probably going to see is uh, the, the return to the office has not really um, come back into, I think, I think for most Americans. So I think you're, you're going to see that. The demand outlook is, is going to moderate, I think, as especially as we enter the uh, maintenance season. I, we haven't seen many disruptions yet from hurricane season. So so I think overall, you're, you're going to see a weaker U.S. consumer. You're going to start to see, um, uh, I think, you know, right now, overall, uh, the luxury consumer has been doing pretty well. But lower and middle income families are starting to feel the inflationary impact. So I think... Um, you know, tra traveling is, is going to be curtailed a little bit. But overall, I think this, this economy is still somewhat in decent shape and is probably going to, to see manufacturing activity somewhat stabilize, I think, over these next couple months. And, and that should provide some strong underlining support here for the demand outlook. Yeah, certainly a different story here than in Europe. But Rowan, in terms of natural gas prices, we're seeing those tick higher. They're about 1.7% higher today, uh, near 14-year highs. What's your outlook for Nat Gas? 
it's still, again, similar to oil going to remain elevated and probably higher for a while, especially in pockets of the market like Europe, where there isn't necessarily a solution right now in place to make up any of that energy shortfall. So the EU imports about 40% of their natural gas from uh, Russia, and that's obviously been an issue that's persisted since the war that's taken place. And unless you do have solutions like nuclear power coming to the rescue or uh, renewables start to become a bigger part of the mix, natural gas prices are going to remain elevated. And demand destruction may take place in Europe to the point where utility bills start to come in at very high levels, and that does pinch the consumer. But in the U.S. even, you're going to see natural gas prices remain elevated, again, because supply is relatively constrained. And right now, there is a general energy shortfall. So the likelihood of $6 natural gas persisting for the next maybe two, three years is relatively low. But at the same time, in the next six to 12 months, we do think that these prices are going to remain this high. So, Ed, when you look at Europe, what's the bigger risk? Lack of supply pushing prices higher or a recession because of higher prices causing demand destruction? I, I think it, the lack of supply is, you know, that trumps everything right now. But the recessionary fears are real and uh, the risks of a severe recession are growing. So, so I think you're probably going to see that for, for Europe, uh, this is going to be a very rough patch. And you're, you're also, until we start to see um, some relief with, you know, energy supplies, uh, you know, you're going to have depressed currencies there. And I think the, the you know, the chances that you're, you're going to, it's going to take, you know, quite several months uh, before things completely bottom out um, is, is a big risk for, for growth there. And I think you're going to start to see that that's really going to weigh on the economy. And right now you have central banks that are, um, poised to deliver, you know, still, a, you know, a good amount of tightening and uh, inflation is just running wild there. So, so I think you're, you're going to have, you know, crippled growth. Um, and uh, that's a, a very tough picture to, to navigate through. So Rowan, what does this all mean in terms of investment opportunities? What stocks, obviously energy stocks have performed very well this year, but what stocks still have room to, to benefit? It goes back to the macro picture of prices are going to remain very volatile, but they are to the upside. So we still think that right now exploration and production companies are a bit problematic because uh, they're a little bit more volatile right now, and maybe that trade has run its course. We like, in particular, the midstream pipeline stocks just because they are production-oriented businesses tied to the U.S., and as we know, the U.S. is not part of the OPEC cartel. So given that there is a shortfall right now, and if investor sentiment starts to change where they do prioritize growth on production as opposed to return of capital back to shareholders, uh, we think that U.S. companies are actually going to make up a lot of that shortfall uh, in the medium term. So uh, if investors are looking to position portfolios for both lower volatility and also looking out for where the market is just going to thematically move, uh, we think that some of those U.S. pipeline companies make a lot of sense. And when you look at the inflation narrative right now, 8.5% on the latest print, uh, income becomes a bit of a problem right now for investors, especially as rates are rising. Uh, so we do think that midstream pipelines also offer that cash flow alternative for investors. All right. We appreciate those picks and both of your perspective. Rowan Reddy, Global X ETFs, and Ed Moya of Oanda. Thank you both so much.